Welcome to Love Life God, etc. I am one of your hosts, Cherith. Oh, and I'm Liz. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's okay. We've do only that. done this seven times now, <laughs> no, or eight sorry, times, sorry, or sorry. whatever. Um, welcome to the pod. And today we have a very um, special episode because we are in a new season mm-hmm. and we're talking about God and family and we have our first guest mm-hmm. on the pod today. So I'm really excited. I'm going to introduce him in a minute, but uh, essentially today we are going to be talking about growing up in church, mm-hmm. what that was like, the benefits and maybe some of the challenges, right. not negatively, but just how just different. different it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how different the three of us grew up, all three of us yeah. grew up in church. So we're going to talk about how our experiences were different, but also similar, mm-hmm. probably relate. Uh, and then what we're involved in in church currently. So all three of us are currently serving at our local church. We all go to church together. And so I'm really excited to kind of talk about this and have our guest. So our guest is Lincoln Chamberlain, and I have known Lincoln for a really long time. What do you say? Are we are we pushing twenty years? It's got to be close. It's got to be close to twenty years. That's a really long time. It's a really long time. Um, And we're our parents were really close, Mm -hmm. and we met. Yeah, a long time ago. But his parents were pastoring a church in Lincoln. Mm -hmm. Here in Lincoln, we're actually. This is our first on the road podcast. Yeah, the we road have one. taken this podcast on the road. Like an hour out, but uh, it's still I mean, on the road. I mean, it's but it it's still yeah. it's we're traveling. <laughs> yeah. Like we we've really made it. We're traveling this with this it. podcast. This I mean, yeah. just, we can retire for now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, but we are in Lincoln in Lincoln's apartment. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try Sorry. to distinct that throughout yeah. this podcast. Mm-hmm. But his parents were pastoring a church in Lincoln and his parents and my parents became really close. And so we hung out a lot. He doesn't have extended family here. He'll talk a little bit about it. But basically we came, became each other's families mm-hmm. <laughs> because my parents weren't from here. His parents weren't from here. And so we have spent a lot of time together growing up a lot of Thanksgivings mm-hmm. and a lot of holidays and just became really good friends. And yeah. uh, then when Liz moved here last year and Liz and I became good friends, I was like, you need to meet my really good friend Lincoln. And now the three of us are... It's kind of just three musketeers. The three yeah. musketeers yeah. a little yeah. bit. And yeah. uh, just have a blast. And But also we're, we are also in the same stage of life. Mm-hmm. Of course, he has a little different perspective because he's a guy. But we all are living on our own and being professional. So I'm just going to have him... I mean, bring professional sometimes. We have professional mm-hmm. jobs, mm-hmm. but I'm not saying that we're professional yeah. all the time. But I'm going to have him introduce himself and talk a little bit about who he is and what he does. And then we'll get into our podcast. Get into our podcast. So yeah. Lincoln, why don't you introduce Tell yourself? Us. Well, Tell hey, us who first you are. First of all, thanks so much for having me. I mean, what an honor. Um, so, <laughs> it is. Right, I love it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's an, an honor. honor. Yeah, it is an podcast. honor. Yeah. It's an honor to be on a traveling pod. <laughs> Thank you for opening up your apartment to for us. For sure. Yeah. No, always always yeah. welcome. So I, I am a high school English teacher, high school here in Lincoln. It's my second year teaching. Um, really like it. A lot of great kids. Students are awesome. Uh, work with really great people. Um, as far as church involvement goes, I help co-run our hyphen group, which is our college um, and career age type of group. So the group that kind of we're all in right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I help teach doctrines class. Uh, with Nick and uh, yeah so it's really just yeah really got been given some cool opportunities to help teach and I coach tennis at another high school that I graduated from so yeah yeah yeah, it's been great um really enjoy it and Lincoln also has a podcast he was actually one of the ones that encouraged Encouraged us us to start it so if you go back and listen to our first episode the one that started it all there wasn't really a bus but we found one and we threw Lincoln and Isaac under the bus yeah we blamed Mm -hmm. them for the podcast so it was only fair that we would bring Bring him him on but Lincoln also has a podcast do you want to talk a little bit about what your podcast is? yeah so I do a podcast called the cozy corner and it's made another teacher actually and we had obviously we have summers off being teachers so we're like let's just we have time let's just yeah, do right. something so we started mm-hmm. this podcast and it's it's cozy corner just relax Which talk a lot about name. yeah so great super jealous. my the other person I do it with she just mm-hmm. rocks and she yeah. comes up everything good that you see on the podcast is her. <laughs> her. I kind of ride the coattails of it and yeah. just get to take credit for a lot of that's things. how I feel with Liz I'm like yeah that was her idea <laughs> <laughs> oh everybody really liked that episode that was her that, idea yeah. yeah there's a reason for that so um but no, it's we we have a lot of fun. Talk a lot about um, you know dating, uh, just things that happen at work. 
Yeah. yeah. Honesty hour, just a couple different segments. So it's a lot of fun, pretty relaxing listen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if it's something you want to listen to, it's a pretty good time. We have fun with it. Um, we're always accepting call-ins or Ooh, emails. Nice. So we're always looking for people to yeah. write in. Yeah. And be- we always it. want to read it on the show. So if, if you ever want to be a part cool. of it or if you ever want to be actually on it... Um, Nice. Yeah, please. Yeah, we, just, to do that. we just uh, need to that? submit that. Yeah. Um, and we still need to go through the email. Let me let me pull up the email. Uh-huh. It is the. No, I'm saying I can't just like text you and tell you I, want oh, to, I have to no, get the well, email. For you, for this group right special. here. Okay, anytime. It's a little special. Yeah, oh, okay, anytime. That's what I was waiting on. That's what <laughs> I was waiting for. Place. I was waiting for you to be right. like open invitation. So yes. for those listening, if you are dying to get on this cozy corner podcast, which you should be, thank you. It's the cozy corner. And then the number one at yahoo.com. Nice. Awesome. So cool. If and where can it, they listen? Where can they find it? Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. We do it through the same thing, through Anchor. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it puts Shout everything out. Anchor. out. Awesome. That's a free advertisement for them, by the way. Yeah, so that is free advertisement. Some type of payment <laughs> yeah, yeah. at the same email if I'm you can send that. I'm expecting a pat on the back from yes. Anchor. Thank you very much. Oh so, but anyway, awesome. yeah. Pumped to be here. Great. Well, Thank we're you. excited to have you. So, Liz, do you want to kind of kick it off and just yeah. talk about family and growing up in church and what that was like Mm -hmm. so I obviously like we've all said we grew up in church um so uh I grew up apostolic so have kind of been born and raised in the faith and um it's funny because when we were growing up and friends always had stuff on Saturdays or Sundays and it's like guess who can't go to those you know because we had service and then they're like oh what are you doing Tuesday night I'm at church I'm at church so it's like it became a it became a norm and and looking back, I appreciate it because yeah. it's um, the same people that call me randomly, like the elders in the church and like the really, not, I want to say old people, but you know, the elderly in the church. Established. Like, yeah, the established ones are like, hey, Lizzie, how are you doing? And all these things. And so um, there really is just a benefit to mm-hmm. that. And yeah. I, now looking back on it, really appreciate it because um, it's what's built that foundation for me. Yeah. And I know I wouldn't be who I am without my God family yep. um, and the people that I've met along the way, like with me moving a lot over the mm-hmm. past five years and meeting people in each one, um, I think it's just shaped me who I am. Yeah. And so I'm Absolutely. just getting a little teary there. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Um, so uh, what I do now in the church is um, I work with the children's ministry mm-hmm. and I even did that back at home in Florida. Um, I worked in children's ministry. I did like the little Sunday school choir um, I worked with my babies, which I miss so much. Um, and yeah, that's that's my involvement in church. And yeah, um, I'm trying to think. Do you of, want to talk about some of the benefits outside of just having kind of somewhere that you can like when you have a church, yeah. when you have a God family, like you said, as moving, you were able mm-hmm. to find somewhere that you could yeah. connect to. And it's this, and it's the support too. So yeah. when I had. Um, Every single place that I had moved, I didn't know anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really nerve-wracking when you move to an entire state and you're like, I don't know anybody in the state. I don't have any family. I don't have anybody. And so having an established church, having somebody like, especially with like the UPC where you can just go on like the church finder and like Mm -hmm. I can put in my address where my apartment is and be like, what's the closest church to me? And so Mm -hmm. um, having that has been really beneficial to me because I need that kind of just interaction, connection, connection. and mm-hmm. and also having mentors. God has blessed me tremendously. Where at each place that I'd been to, I had at least one mentor. Yeah. And when I was going through things I had never experienced like before, because I stayed home. Mm-hmm. And so when you kind of grow up in church, you don't go away for college. You're not. I wouldn't say sheltered, but you're not exposed to a lot of things. Yep. And so when I finally did move away. And I was like, there's some things that I never really thought that I would need help on or that yeah. I really need to talk about. And so I had a mentor in every single place in all the three states that I like yeah. had to move around in. And so that's, awesome. that's been super, super beneficial to me. Yeah. Um, but also, I think growing up in church, there is that sense of normalcy so that when I finally did go to a church, even though I'd never been there, mm-hmm. it was just this sense of... I can relax just a little bit because we yeah. all one, I mean, besides believing the same thing, but there is a sense of community. And so yeah. that's where I felt at home, even though I wasn't home. Yeah. And so that was, that was really important for me. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that about the church that mm-hmm. because God is the same everywhere. Yeah. We 
can connect mm-hmm. yeah. no matter where we, no matter are, where we are. And that's mm-hmm. really awesome. Yeah. What about some of the challenges for you growing mm-hmm. up in church? Or, and again, this isn't a negative. We're not talking negatively yeah. about growing up in church. But, but yeah, there's a di- there's definitely there is there a difference. Is a difference. Yes. Yeah. Um, Do you want to talk I about some of those? Like looking back, I think sometimes the challenges yeah. are like, I don't get to hang out with my friends on Saturdays, like you yeah. were saying. But yeah. that's not really a challenge. But yeah. looking back now. I think also some of the challenges was... Not that I, like I said, I didn't feel sheltered, but it was like, I felt like you kind of can go into this uh, mundane kind of feeling mm-hmm. about church sure. and you're going through the motions yeah. and then, so it would be like, at least, so I come from a Caribbean background. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> for anyone who's Jamaican <laughs> and comes from <laughs> a Jamaican church. Which Lincoln and I are not. They're not. <laughs> not those things right um so if you come from any caribbean background church is a very long time yeah it is from 10 o'clock when sunday school starts Mm -hmm. and i'm not lying till 3 30 and so that it's it's an it's an all day kind of thing and Mm -hmm. then you're coming back at 7 30 for service Mm. and it's 9 30 10 o'clock right and so growing up and obviously sleeping my way through church until I was about 10. <laughs> and, right. I mean, because it's a long time. What? We never slept in church. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's Wink, just, wink. Yeah. It's, no. it's going to happen. Right. And so when you're kind of constantly in the same routine of things, mm-hmm. you can kind of become unappreciative yeah. of that's it. Good, and there was even a time where I wanted to have a different background because I was like, I wish I didn't grow up in church because sure. I wish I had... Other experiences. Well, not even so much other experiences. I wish I had a testimony Mm. where I felt like I had, like where I was like, God saved me from this. Yes. And I am transformed. Yeah. You can see the difference. Yeah. Yeah. If you knew me 10 years (laughs) ago. Back in place, like, if yes. y'all would have known me, if you would have known, known me, you would have known how far I got brought me. Yeah. That's so true. And that's, that's such right. a misconception. It's a yeah. misconception, and it's, and it's a lot of what preachers yeah. say. And but it's like, a big you, lie that we're told. It's a big lie. That, it's so a big lie that we feel. I felt like I wish I had a solid testimony mm. of, and then, so then once you feel like you don't have a testimony, then you're like, well, why am I, well, one, why am I doing this? But then. You start like branching onto other things and then you can, it can become a sticky situation when you're trying to find things to like do and have like, and make a testimony. And so that was a little bit hard, but, um, you can get stuck in the motions. And Mm -hmm. I think that was like one of the challenges. And then when it wasn't until I was like in my early twenties, like 20, 19, Mm -hmm. 20, 21, that I was like, my testimony is that I grew up in church yeah. and mm-hmm. God saved me from doing a lot of different things. And yeah. what he's kept me from is just as much as Absolutely. a testimony yeah. yep. as yep. what he brings you out of. Yep. So, um, but it takes that, that was... being a revelation because oh, yeah. you have to get to the point where you do see that as your testimony, mm-hmm. right? Because and there's other it's like, things Oh God kept me from, from okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, was I not strong enough to go through those things? Like yeah. I, again, yeah. it's a lie that you can kind of feed mm-hmm. that we get fed, or at least I did. Mm-hmm. I can relate. Growing up was like I just didn't have that. Testimony. And too, it's like growing up in church. It's like that. I mean, it doesn't mean we're without sin, right? It's like oh, oh, I grew absolutely. up in church, meaning I never dabbled in sin at all. It's right? Like, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. We have sin. Yep. I mean, just as much, and regardless of how explicit it may be, it's like yeah. there's really things. And again, it takes that revelation mm-hmm. to say, "Wow, I have been brought from things that." Yeah. At the time, I thought it wasn't a big deal because mm-hmm. it, I'm like, well, I'm not going and doing what my sure. friends are doing. Sure, right, it's like, right. yeah, no, but it still matters though. Yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. yeah I think that revelation's important. Yeah, yeah so. absolutely. That's good. And so, um, and another thing that I don't even know if this is about the same topic, but it's just something <laughs> that I really want to say. Um, <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, we, yeah. you also have to be careful of like. The things that people see versus the things that people don't see. Yeah. Like, there are some things that they're very evident, like, this is what you've dabbled in. And then mm-hmm. there's others that, like, only you and God know. Yeah. And so, I think almost growing up in church, like, I knew mm. what, like, was what I could get away with without anybody mm-hmm. knowing mm-hmm. versus, like, the stuff that if somebody from church saw me right uh-huh. now, yeah. I'd be in trouble, yep. like, right now. Sure. And so They'd yep. call my mom it's, right now. They'd call yeah. my mom right now. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, it's, yeah. 
There's yeah. a lot. There's a there's a lot. I'm grateful for it, but there's definitely some challenges. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Lincoln, do you want to share? Yeah. So as and you kind of mentioned earlier, so my you know we moved to Lincoln because my dad pastored a church here for about eight years. So kind of what you were saying, church wasn't really an option. It was like no, mm-hmm. we have church. Like, yeah. That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was like that was kind of a foundation as to say this was something to what we're going to be here. Every Sunday, almost every day of the week, you know, my dad's going to be there. My mom's doing everything she can to do, like, help in these little ways. Mm -hmm. So you just grow up doing that, and church is just a regular thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, This kind of touches on both of the two, but it's something I thought of about growing up in churches. I remember having a feeling of when weeks, whether it snowed a lot or whether something happens when we didn't have to go to church. Mm -hmm. And I remember a very specific feeling of almost like this excitement about not having to go. I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. I don't have to go. Like, yeah. this is nice. Mm-hmm. And like I relief. remember, yes, and it was a relief. And I remember how, like, just pleasing that was and, like, how it happened. Like, mm-hmm. I, I almost got joy from it, being truthfully honest. Yeah. Like, wow, mm-hmm. I don't go to church. Yeah. We're there all the time and I don't have to go. Yeah. This is nice. And I, but I remember I'm like, like, that's not right. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember there, like, I'm like, there's something, like, you know, the Bible talks about fullness of joy in the yeah. presence of God. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I know when I go there, there is this true joy right. I experience. Right, so I'm right. like, why am I feeling these things of right. joy to being apart from this place? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I remember really, and something I even carry with me to this day of like, really having to combat those feelings of like not wanting to go to church. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I know, I know what that is. It's my flesh. It's me yeah. wanting to just stay. And, yeah. um, you know, now we go to Bethel, which is probably about forty, about an hour away from here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And truthfully, I, especially everyone our age has an excuse on paper why they sh- why they can't go can't to church. Go. Yeah, oh, everyone yeah, truthfully, yes, you could list out ten reasons yes. why. Absolutely, we're, and especially us, we're professionals. We work full time. Mm-hmm. We do all this stuff and crazy hours. All crazy things. hours. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, deadlines and everything. Mm-hmm. We have an excuse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But I like. Taking that chip on the shoulder to say, like, despite all of that, like, there is something there that I can't get. And there's something, and yeah, yeah I can feel this presence at home, and but there's this, and you talked about community, mm-hmm. and about having this togetherness and this um, mm-hmm. atmosphere that Absolutely. I think growing up in church can become very, you just get used to it, and like, oh, everyone understands this, because, you know, yeah. it's just, it's yeah. every week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's not the <laughs> People case. People don't, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And you spend, I mean... And then you even go, I remember being here at the university and just going to a different church, going to a French church or something. And um, and I don't mean any disrespect, but it was just a different feel. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I really struggled with like, I don't, like truthfully, like I don't feel like mm-hmm. I could get out of bed and like, if I was going through something hard, like I don't know yeah. if I could go there yeah. and go get something mm-hmm. from yep. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, is, which is hard, but um, you know, kind of focusing on that presence. Don't know where I was going with that. I, that was well, a great question. That was like, a great I word. Really good. Yeah, that was a great <laughs> word. <laughs> okay, what was the question? Yeah, let's get Just back sharing about yeah, challenges, challenges benefits. Challenges, yeah. So I think for me, I think a good thing too was growing up an hour away. I I was I didn't do very well at. I had my God family on Sundays when I was mm-hmm. in Omaha at mm-hmm. church. Amazing, loved it. Yeah, mm-hmm. always with them, mm-hmm. going to lunch, hanging yeah. out. Love yeah. my God family. Yes. And love then lunch. I came here, and I had my family here. Mm-hmm. I had my Lincoln friends. Mm-hmm. I had my mm-hmm. university people. I had my coworkers. Um, I didn't do very well, and I'm still trying to get better at it. And I think I have maybe the past couple of years. Once I realized the importance of your church family being your family, regardless of where you're at. Sure, right. Um, but I didn't do well at connecting the two mm-hmm. and making sure they are a part of my life even when I'm here. Yeah. And there was a sense of entitlement at times to say, well, I'm over here and I need to, I just want to be here and be present, you know, and yeah. there's all these excuses, um, which is something I wish I did better at, mm-hmm. at the time. Uh, but that was something again too. And I think it is important. Like I've realized the importance of your connectedness with your God family. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference in advice and there's a difference in yeah. how people can walk with you through things. Mm-hmm. Because if I talk to, let's say you two or someone from my church about things I'm going through, mm-hmm. we understand a foundation that we all have right. as far as we have the Holy Ghost. I understand that you understand truth. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now we can talk about our struggles in a way mm-hmm. that 
We having can, that understanding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we can, can filter our yes. advice through that yes. frame. Exactly. Yes. yes. I talk to someone else who doesn't have that foundation. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. going to come at me with different advice because right. they don't understand that. Yeah. And right. they don't maybe have that. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's important because you're going to get very different advice from that. Absolutely. And how you walk through hard situations in life. Yep. Um, so, uh, just to kind of beat a dead horse here, like the importance of being connected with your God family because mm-hmm. how you handle difficult, hard situations mm-hmm. that you will go through right. whether you're in college or like us young professionals um, you really have to be intentional about who you go to things with definitely yeah. so yeah. that's something that I think is mm-hmm. I yeah. begin to realize mm-hmm. yeah I agree I think that the church one of the greatest things about the church is that it can cater to you at any stage of life and it should be able to right from Mm -hmm. nursery and building the foundation of you know Noah's Mm -hmm. Ark and Mm -hmm. Moses leading the children of Israel out of Egypt and and then up to Sunday school and then youth but now we're in this stage where again hyphen is kind of that in between right like we're Mm -hmm. we're out of high school but we're not married yet so we're in this kind of in between but having a group that can cater to you know, like hanging out with you guys and right. knowing that we're in the same place is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like it's such an encouragement, it's a, right? It's a necessity. It's a necessity. But yeah. then also, you know, once we do get married, there's going to be a young marrieds group for us. And then there's the mm-hmm. ones for the older. And so I love that the church is that. It's not a club, but it's a place for anybody at any stage. Yeah. Right, right. And, um, and then I can learn from those other people, you know, and I teach the youth right now and so they're always teaching me things and I can learn from them but also share my experiences with them but at the same time and we've talked about it on our podcast I have friends that are married with older kids and they still pour into my life like Mm -hmm. I'm able to go to them and and get encouragement from them but then also hang out with people in my own stage and I Mm -hmm. just love that because where else are you really going to find that variety of people mm-hmm. who care about you, who understand, mm-hmm. you know, again, that foundation, and still looking through that lens, that, that lens. That yeah. That godly lens yeah. that you need. And yeah. so I love that about the church. I think for me growing up in church, I, my parents weren't raised in, in our faith. I was. And so, um, my parents grew up in church, but not in, um, in an apostolic church. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, growing up, I was very thankful for the example of my parents. And while our home life was not perfect by any means, I am thankful for the example that my parents showed at home, also at church. You know, I, I think a lot of times some, you know, you go to church and you want people to think that your family is a certain way. And Mm -hmm. Definitely there is that at times, but I know my parents serve God at church, but they serve God at home too. Mm-hmm. And that made it real for me, you know, of like, mm. this is a real thing, you yeah, know, like serving God, it's not a facade. My parents aren't doing it so that the pastor thinks that they're good right. people yep. um, or so that people can say, oh, look at those godly people. But it also exposed me to a, a lot of different people in a lot of different situations. I feel like our home always had people in it. (laughs) Like we always had people over. My mom would bring people over for lunch after service. And I'd just be like, mom, we just spent all morning with these people and you're going to bring them over to our house for lunch. Like I just want to eat your roast that was in the crock pot in my PJs. But now I have to wear. Also, can we talk about how after church and you're ready to go and your mom's like, oh, I'll be five more minutes. Yeah, and it's it's 30 30 minutes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, to say, we become that as well. Yes, we have. We are parents now. Yes. We'll cut that out for the parents. There will just be a whole bleep in this. We have become you. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Shout out to that. But yeah, so I. I feel like that was a benefit of now I love having people in my home. I love mm-hmm. hosting. Yeah. But I know the reality of serving God at church, but the hardship of the reality of also ser- serving God at home. Mm-hmm. And there's a saying that I've been seeing on social media that was, don't speak bad about somebody in front of your children. Your child might need that person one day. And so, and again, I'm not saying that my parents were perfect by any means, but I I did receive a level of respect and reverence mm. for the people of the church because I don't mm. feel like my parents, you know, bashed other people in front of me. Right. And it was a respect of this is your God family. Like these are people that you're going to need. And while I didn't move away or I didn't live an hour away from church, I actually grew up 
our the house that I grew up in was three minutes from the church, so there was definitely <laughs> yeah. no, no excuse not to go. Like really literally to zero excuse. It was like, oh, there's a hill that might be icy. Yeah, right, right. Like, you know, yeah. I can't make it, guys. Yeah. Sorry, my yeah. bad. Um, so there was never any excuse. And my parents said that I grew up with a drug problem. I was drugged to church, and I was drugged to youth events, and I was drugged to camps, yes. and I was drugged to everything. Mm-hmm. But I think um, there was no excuse not to go. And, um, and that has taught me that even though I didn't move away for college or anything two and a half years ago, my parents moved away and then my Mm -hmm. sister moved away for college. So all of a sudden I was relying on my God family and they became my family because I didn't have any biological family here. I was so thankful for the church because if my parents move away and all I have is my work people that's not that doesn't add up anymore like that's not enough to fill the bucket and and so that was amazing and you know I had Lincoln's family you know his parents will text me and check in on me or be like hey how's it going do you need to come over for dinner like do you have somewhere to go for Thanksgiving you know Mm -hmm. things like that but also you know our pastor and his wife and just so many people in the church Mm -hmm. have really looked out for me and you know prayed for me and invited me into their home and just kind of connected me knowing that I was by myself and I cannot imagine having lived through the last two and a half years without that. And so that was so important is my parents showed me the importance of being connected with my Mm -hmm. God family growing up, but now I'm living it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I know for myself how important it is. Um, And just knowing that God kept me through that again, back to the testimony of I haven't been delivered from any crazy things but i've definitely been delivered in my own way and i've been Mm -hmm. forgiven in my own way and Mm -hmm. and i'm just thankful that god thought enough of me to put me on this path and then give me a calling and a burden i'm just thankful something question for both of you because there's the there's kind of the dreaded 18 years old mark where i think people that's where i think as far as people our age it's either you're staying in church or you're going to go right. yeah. for other options. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, for you two, I mean, what was that difficult for you with mm. that now that your parents aren't necessarily forcing you to church? Mm. Um, now, like, what? or maybe were they still having you go to church? I mean, you talked about two and a half years ago, two years ago, that was kind of your thing, yeah, Sarah. But reason. for both of you, I mean, what was there a different point or was like, was there that transition period where now it's like, I don't live at home anymore or I don't yeah. do this? What, yeah. Can you kind of talk on that? So for for me, f- when I left for dental school, I was in the same state, but I was three hours away. Mm. So I wasn't, obviously I wasn't going home um, very often. But um, I remember the first year of dental school is one, it's like the, kind of like the hardest year. Yeah. And so I definitely had an excuse for mm-hmm. not showing up. It's like board exams, tests, all these other things. And... Um, still went to church on Sunday morning, but it was just a Sunday morning thing. Mm-hmm. So Sunday night, I didn't go. Mm-hmm. Wednesday evening, I didn't go because I was like, I'm really, really busy. And it was my first time away from home, so it was really a lot. And then it started becoming maybe not Sunday morning sometimes. And then mm-hmm. I was like, maybe I'll go on a Wednesday night to make up for not coming on yeah. Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And, then, um, and then I got to a pretty low point by the end of my first year, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And... Um, and it was my decision because nobody's telling me to get up. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, granted, I was like five minutes late all the time. <laughs> it's really hard getting ready in the morning. Yeah. Still <laughs> it's I still am, I'm pretty, I get anxious about being late, but then there's like a point where you're just nothing You just going accept right, it and, and you're just, just like, I'm going to be late, so like, I might as well just own just it. How it is. <laughs> um, so that first year of dental school was, was rough. And mm. that's when I had to make the decision of like, no. And that was when I was... Because I stayed home for college. Um, so that was when I was like 22-ish. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like 18 that young because okay. I stayed home for, for yeah. college. But I was 22 mm-hmm. when I left. And um, yeah, I had to I had to make that decision. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so mine's a, a little different. You know, 18, 19. I moved out when I was 19, 20, right in between 19 and 20. And moved to an apartment that was about 25 minutes away because mm-hmm. it was out near where I worked. Um, and so I definitely still went to church. I was involved in, in the Sunday school at the time, but I didn't get delivered from a lot of mental and emotional stuff until I was into my 20th into age 20. 
Um, and so I really, just to be perfectly honest, I stayed going to church because I'm a people pleaser Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to disappoint or embarrass my parents. We were all going to the same church. I didn't really want to be called out about why are you not going to church? And so while my relationship with God probably wasn't very good, um, going to church kept the heat off my back of people going, well, why aren't you in church? And so, um, I think that fear of being called out because I knew my relationship with God wasn't great. And also I didn't want to bring any heat on my parents or why is it your, you know, your kid moves out and mm-hmm. now she stops coming to church. Like I didn't really want that. And so I went kind of for those reasons. And then after I went on a missions trip and God really healed me of a lot of things. And I, you know, I asked him for some very specific things and he spoke to me and I just felt like coming back from that, I've had this just desire in my heart of, I know that this is what I want, want for my yeah. life now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so while it didn't manifest itself in me not going to church, m- my distance from God manifested in just kind of my mental state. And, and I wasn't really talking about God to people at work. You know, I still, I still looked the part. I still kind of did everything I was mm-hmm. supposed to, but cause I'm a rule follower, but my heart wasn't set until God like kind of spoke to me in some of those things. And, yeah. and, and then I made the decision for me, I'm going to go to church because I know that God is real. And because mm-hmm. I know that I need him and mm-hmm. I know what he just brought me out of and all of that. Um, and in every season of life since then, I feel like if I've prayed for something, a burden or just a word, I feel like he's just been faithful in that because I've also stayed faithful in my mm-hmm. attendance. And like, I know that yeah. I want a relationship with him. Yeah. So I guess we kick it over to you. What, yeah. what about you? No, it's 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 interesting. So I moved into the dorms, mm. which is I don't want to say a godless place, <laughs> yeah. but, but we're so finding close. the presence of we're God. We're so close. I am so glad that we are laughing now because I was like, I went so deep. Let's bring this back. But I, I mean, yeah. close to godless. Close to godlessness. Close to godlessness. Godlessness. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. There was there was definitely some pride in the sense of me, I'm gonna go and yes, be fine. Me leaving oh, yes. to go across mm-hmm. campus yes. when no one is up, everyone's sleeping in. Like I took a lot of pride in that. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. I'm like, look at me. Like I'm yeah. just such a spiritual guy <laughs> getting up yeah. at this hour. Makes, yeah. A chariot might come pick me up yeah, right I know. now. I yeah. don't just, know. Yeah. God, do you see this? Lord, ascend me now. Right. <laughs> and like it truthfully, like, I think, like, <laughs> I was so ready. <laughs> so ready. But, like, it truthfully, like, started establishing an attitude to where it was, like, I was just doing this because, I don't know, I did get some pride from that. Yeah. yeah. And maybe definitely. it really wasn't a good place. I'm like, man, you know, and I knew I needed to go to church still. I was in a good right. spot where I was like, right. I need to go. But I, and then even, you know, living, eventually moving to an apartment and having roommates who didn't get up and go to church, mm-hmm. it kept the same thing where I was like, man, I'm getting up going to do this early Mm -hmm. i'm leaving and then you move in with guys who also go to church and who are godly and now who do i have to compare myself to Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. now it's no longer like well i'm on this god quest where i'm walking apart from the world or Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and now i'm i'm walking with these guys too and they're going but i start to build up some worth in being the only one and going to do this mm-hmm. and i think that was really kind of not a great thing because now it's all of a sudden if that's where my worth was instead of just knowing that i needed to go yeah yeah that's good that was it's definitely something difficult i had to start realizing myself um now i live alone mm-hmm. so i have no one to go to. <laughs> <laughs> if don't worry stays, we've got you right we, we've got you like i'm yeah. like either everyone in this place goes to church or they don't, <laughs> they don't. i mean as for, me and, as for me and my house. Right. As for <laughs> me and me. As yeah. for me and me. So it's just serve. me here. Uh-huh. So that was something. But now it's like, you know, and I have a responsibility at church. Um, and do you feel like that helps? Or hinders. Or hinders, <laughs> yeah. I feel it, like I want to stay in bed on Sunday mornings because I know, and I love the youth so much, but sometimes I'm just like, okay, it's, it's a, like I get to go teach and I'm excited about it, but it's also like, I just want to go to a service where I don't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah. That, that, a couple things that comes back to one, I think the foundation of just knowing church is just yes. not really an mm-hmm. option. Comes right. back to what we talked about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also too, the thing about teaching like on Sunday mornings where it's mm-hmm. like, I want to go, I want to worship, I want to listen to the word, you know, feel his presence mm-hmm. and then go. Yeah. But like, and as you know, like 
having things now you are doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, and that talks about being ready during the week too for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, and I don't know about you, but like for me, there have been weeks where I've been just in his presence and, yeah. and then, mm-hmm. and that has totally affected how I teach on awesome. Sundays. For sure. And mm-hmm. it is a different word and it's Absolutely. a different focus mm-hmm. versus it's me. It's a different feel. Completely, <laughs> yeah. and the other people receiving it for yes. the same thing. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Versus you, me, just going through my week, not dragging. really pressing, yeah, dragging. Mm-hmm. I show up on Sunday, and I can tell so clearly. Maybe they can't, mm-hmm. but I can tell. I can tell the spirit is working maybe differently or mm-hmm. not as strong. Yeah. Just it's a yeah. different feel. Yeah, yeah, and definitely. That's been something that I've noticed. You know, living alone um, and kind of getting away from the topic, but it's still important. Mm-hmm. Like it is. Yeah. Like, it, it's so clear when you're truthfully connected during the week yeah. how yeah. that affects you, and that yeah. changes too. When I, if I want to get up, I'm like, I, I like I felt that presence yesterday. I felt that this week. Mm-hmm. Like I feel a word, and I'm ready to yeah. teach, yeah. and I yep. know where I can go. Mm-hmm. And there's a confidence in that. Whereas as weeks you drag, it's like, if I oh, get up, God. I really have to kind of fake it till I make it. Yeah, yeah. Truthfully. It's gonna be work today. Yeah. It's gonna it's be work. Not, yep. It may not oh, be yeah. this. It's work. It's work. That's a good today. Way it's yeah. work. Yeah. Yep. Today's a work day. Absolutely. On a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I think that's true. And Pastor Justin, who's our pastor at Bethel, he had said something years and years ago in a sermon that has always stuck with me, probably around the 20-year-old age, because for whatever reason, I connect it with what God was working on with me at the time. But he said, I can only give you the ingredients for the, like the bread, Mm -hmm. you should be partaking in the bread daily. I can give you the ingredients on Sundays, but it's your job to put it all together during the week. Like I, I can do my very best to prepare everything for you and to prep it for you, Mm -hmm. but it's your job to actually put everything together and make, and then be partaking in the bread, the word of God, you know, all of that during the week so that when you come back, you're ready for another word and you're not still catching up. And I think that's the difference when you start taking ownership of it yourself. When it's like, Mm -hmm. this is what I want. I need. Yeah. And that's the difference when you're basically just being fed it and your parents already put it together for you when you're younger. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And you're like, well, this is it because it's already prepared for me. And now you get older and you're like, I have to make this myself. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Where was the class on this, Mom? Thanks so much. So so you're like, oh, this is what I have to do for myself Mm -hmm. because this is what I want. Yeah. And um, I don't know. And then it becomes just one more reel to you and then it becomes a priority Mm -hmm. because now you've just taken ownership of it. Yeah. Um, Something else that I was going to ask for y'all was what are the kind of expectations that people have of you because you've grown up in church. Yeah. Not only have we grown up in church, but um, we've also had parents yeah. that are established, established in the church, in the church yeah. as well. And so there are, That's I feel good. like, expectations that people have of you of what you should know, of what you should be like, and mm-hmm. like the things mm-hmm. that should come out of your mouth. Yeah, or like, not come out of your mouth. Come- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Just I haven't gotten into that. trouble with that before. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is an honesty hour. We're oh, not on the cozy corner. No, We're no, it's not honesty hour. My bad. Sorry. Rewind. That comes, that comes in on the cozy corner. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll dive into we'll that. Dive into we'll dive into that. that. We'll unpack we'll that. Circle yes. back we'll circle back. We'll circle back. Circle back with you on that. Yeah. And we have more. Uh, yeah, um, that's good. So, so while I think of an answer, uh, Lincoln? Yeah. <laughs> Expectations. I mean, I'll just do really practical ones that I think of first. Yeah. Books of the Bible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I mean, like that. Knowing that's the song just like, and just knowing all of them. Yeah. yeah. Knowing yeah. everything, knowing um, the big, the, the big stories. stories. Yes. The big stories. stories. Were you and ever called out in Sunday school and been like, Lincoln, <laughs> tell us about Okay, I remember. Esther. Let me tell you this story. So brother, brother Derrickson. Oh, hey, you know, goodness, yes. Really, Love I mean, him. Spirit, our, youth, our youth pastor. Still kind of scared of him. <laughs> I, am, I am still I'm scared of him. I live by myself. Do you know what's crazy? I, I pay taxes and I'm still scared of him. His oldest son and his daughter are in my youth group. So his oldest son, he and his wife, Megan, their son that was born while Blake and I, Lincoln, sorry. Yep. His middle name is Blake. Sometimes I call him Blake because that's what he grew up with. Um, Lincoln and I were in the Derrickson's youth group. They were our youth pastor. 
Noah and Zoe were born while we were in youth and they are now in the youth that I lead. And it is so weird to be the youth leader of my youth leaders kids. And so now they're youth parents and I am scared of them times two because they're my former youth pastor and now I'm their youth parents. But anyway, brother Derrickson. So, oh man. So I was always afraid to answer questions in his class because everything was (laughs) so spirit like Mm -hmm. driven. I'm like, if I wasn't in the Holy Ghost all week, he'll know (laughs) and he'll know where I was. Yeah. He would know everything. Yes. And there is a question. I'm trying to think of the story. It was. <laughs> Sorry. There was, it was um, <laughs> Moses. Oh, God. I, I'm trying to think. There was a movie about it, and he asked me the story. He asked me the story of what Prince happened. Of Egypt. <laughs> I think it was The Prince of Egypt. Prince when, of Egypt. He, yes, when he yeah. kills. When yeah. He kills, and I think I took the movie version of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. And you make it reality. Yes, yeah. I said it, and like he kind of starts laughing a little bit, and other people start laughing. And I was like, "Was that the wrong answer?" It's like there, had no clue. there's no coming back from that. I was just like, "Oh, oh my god, I've done. done that, but it's I've done so it with true. Joseph, King of Dreams." And so yes. one of the questions, and I'm not lying, this was in front of the church, and it was a quiz, like a Bible quiz. Oh, man. And I stood up with all the confidence <laughs> yeah. in, my, yeah. in my bones, and they were like, what was one of the dreams? And <laughs> <laughs> Joseph happened, and I literally, y'all, I got up, and I was like, I'm crying. He, got, he got chased by wolves. <laughs> Not theologically the sound. That mean was like, <laughs> like, I don't think it was. So I sat down. You know what the worst part is? When nobody could answer, I got back up oh, <laughs> and no. was like, "Are you sure that it's not wolves? Because I think it is." <laughs> and the person was crying at that point, laughing. I'm crying now. And they were like, "Liz, it's not it." And I sat back down and I was like, so confused. Somebody behind me goes, "Liz," and I was like, "What?" They're like. That's Joseph King of Dreams. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. So, should have known that. Chased by wolves. Oh, I love it. Um, oh yeah, God. I think for, So that's an expectation. That's that an expectation. Yeah. It's true. I think maybe for me, uh, I think a lot of it, maybe more so because I was a girl just centered around kind of the expectations of holiness and how mm-hmm. that looks right. kind of on the outside because right. I played sports for a lot of years and it's a little different vibe for girls <laughs> playing sports you know and right. so I think maybe that was an expectation and my parents were always very encouraging in sports which I'm thankful for because I was also homeschooled and I went to an apostolic church so I mean weirdo is probably on my forehead if I don't have a lot of friends <laughs> like but they really encouraged me to be like to have other friends and that was through sports right. which I loved but I never missed church because of you a know soccer event. or anything yeah. and they always had me change and just like all of those things and so I think that was an expectation as well of just, I needed to, I think for a long time until I realized what holiness meant and what God had revealed it to me of being on the inside and on the outside until mm-hmm. that was something I lived right. because God was calling me to live it. It was like, I don't under like the expectation of you're going to look a certain way when you go to church. And right, it's right. because my parents are, yeah. people are looking at my parents mm-hmm. and also... Mm-hmm. They're established in all of that. Yeah. So I think for me, that's probably one that comes up in addition to, to what yeah. Lincoln had said about just like knowing your stuff yeah, and, you <laughs> and, just don't, and also yeah. like participating, like that's raising was, your hand, yeah. participating yeah. in worship. Like if yeah. you couldn't just sit there with your arms crossed yeah, yeah, and yeah. have a bad day, like mm-hmm. that couldn't. was not going to happen because my mom was going to whip me in the bathroom before we left. If I didn't like, yeah. if my teacher went to her and said, Cherith had an attitude today. Oh, you better believe there was a convo happening. I'll be standing up. But I think mm-hmm. like that expectation of being involved and participating, but mm-hmm. um, and also like just saying no sometimes. Um, um, when I was like, no. I wasn't allowed to do that. I mean, in the sense that yeah. like I had, well, I was doing so much because of the church where I grew up. There wasn't a lot of young people, and so it was me and my sisters and mm-hmm. my cousins doing e- Every, almost yeah, everything. Yeah, um, running this, running this, and it it, it was a lot. And we don't have a lot of people. And so it got to the point where I was like, I, I can't do that because I, I don't have, literally don't have the space and be like, well, why can't you? Like kind of thing. And, yeah. so, and then it was the expectation of 
well, you are, you can't be sister Gray's kid, like, or granddaughter or something Mm. like that. And like, and you're acting like this kind of thing. And so it was, Mm. that was really rough. And so I think that was kind of like, I, I almost like res not resented. Mm. It just came with the difficulty of having parents and grandparents that were not just like leaders in my church, church. but like also like that had history in both in England and in Jamaica. And so Mm -hmm. it was almost like you're one of the great girls and this is what you're expected to be, look like and act. And so it was, it was just a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I think this is one of the things I wanted to ask y'all was, do you, and I guess we can kind of just like wrap, wrap up, up with this yeah, one. Yeah. Um, is it like not so much of a jealousy, but when you see new people coming in, do you feel like you like, you know, like that, that initial joy and that mm. like, you know, like the freshness of like a new convert the coming new in. Revelation, of like like new revelation. Like that new revelation. Do you, do you almost like, do you almost like undercut your own experience even though you literally went through the same exact thing, just look different, mm-hmm. um, do you kind of undercut that experience because you didn't, you grew up in yeah. the church? Yeah. yeah. I wrote, I made a note about that actually, about <clears throat> like growing up in church versus not, but eventually reaching the revelation of the gospel. The yeah. Like it's completely d- two different ways yeah. versus growing up in church and doing this was like, this is all I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never. Like we talked about before, I've never really dabbled in that stuff. I've because one, I've never really been allowed to. <laughs> yeah. But I've True never really not. dabbled in that stuff, so I don't know. But this has been my life, and this has been really awesome. So I, and this is there's something different here. There's this presence yeah. I feel. This is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Versus someone I've never done that. I've tasted the world, mm-hmm. and then I have this amazing revelation that there's something so much greater and more mm-hmm. worthy. Right. And it feels like if we compare that with that jealousy to say. Mm-hmm man, I can see how real it is to them. Yeah. And because it does, there is some times where it's like, man, this feels like I'm doing this. You know, I've been doing this and it feels like it's the same kind mm-hmm. of, I felt this presence. It's like in the church. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it feels mm-hmm. that it is easy to be like, I wish I wouldn't have lived. I would have lived mm-hmm. separate. And then I would have came, mm-hmm. but it's hard to say that because you don't know. Like it you is don't. such an amazing thing yeah. where it's like, yeah. and we've seen people grow up in church and eventually go away. And it's like, mm-hmm. It's like I don't, I don't want that. Yeah, and, and yeah. It breaks yeah. your heart thinking about that. So mm-hmm. you, you begin to. That's I think where I begin to realize I'm like, You're I right haven't cool. had maybe this complete life change the yeah. same way. But mm-hmm. my God, if he hasn't, yes, yeah. I'm so I would yeah. do it any other way. Absolutely. Yeah. Knowing I myself. <laughs> yeah. Right. God was like, you need to go to church. Go <laughs> you need some structure. You need some, <laughs> I don't trust you out there by yourself, kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what Jesus said. I'm a little worried about this one. We're going to go ahead and just yeah. put her in the program. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not even gonna, just that. We, we need some family history. We need history. some family yeah. history. Yeah. We need, we we need, need some everyone. roots. We need, we need some, some We need a root system yeah. here. Yeah. Um, I would agree with exactly what Lincoln said. And also, I would say that, you know, and... Again, kind of tease. Eventually, we're going to talk about our testimonies yeah. uh, in a later episode. But um, you know that that healing that God did for me when I was twenty on that missions trip really did give me because mm-hmm. I I feel like I had you almost like unconsciously had kind of been praying for mm-hmm. that. Like mm-hmm. God, I just want like a really big transformation or right, something. Right, right. And there was a lot that I was carrying that I didn't realize that I was carrying. And finally God revealed it to me Mm -hmm. and was like, this is where you're at. And I was like, that's not a good place. (laughs) And and then he healed me from it. And so that is kind of my base point. Like I got the Holy ghost when I was four, I got baptized when I was four and I do not negate that experience at all. Like I know that I was filled with the Holy ghost. I know that I was covered in the, you know, at that time, but until I was, tw- I feel like at 20 is when that revelation hit and mm. when God really did yeah. that work in me and I created that foundation for myself. Right. And so that's kind of the cornerstone that I go back to. Of, yeah. And then now I pray, you know, everybody needs a refreshing at some point. Mm-hmm. So even if somebody comes in new off the street and they get that revelation for the first time, eventually they're going to need a refreshing. Oh, yeah. for sure. And sure. so for sure. that's something that I'm, that I'm glad that I know as well. It's not, I'm not just always looking mm-hmm. at the new people going, I want that. I want, it's like, right. God, I want a, ref- I want to be refreshed in it. Give me like a new word. Give me a mm-hmm. new, mm-hmm. um, a new refilling so that I can right. experience it as exciting as I did mm-hmm. the first time. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think 
realizing that as well is like, mm-hmm. I'm going to need a refreshing. I can yeah. see all the new people come up off the street, but eventually I'm going to need to be refreshed and refilled. Right. And so I'm glad he does that for us. It's not just one and done, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. that would make it a lot harder, but, um, and thankful. I think, and I think in each of our, in our, each of our lives, um, our experience with God, we have these pillars that we sure. just go back to. Yeah. And the that is like the monuments. There's monuments yeah. in our life. Yeah. And so when you go back to them, it's almost like you're remembering again and it's almost like yep. it's all back and fresh. And then, yep. And so when I was um, like right around that first year of dental school, first year, year and a half of dental school, um, I was dealing with so much condemnation, so mm. much guilt, anxiety, fear, mm-hmm. all of that. And I remember one service where I was like, God, I'm just done. I don't want to feel yeah. this anymore. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm tired of constantly reverting back to fear, reverting back to anxiety, and then living with all the guilt and like mistakes in my past and you know right. all that good yeah. stuff. And so I remember that day so clearly because it was the day where I actually felt like I actually felt like the weight was just lifted. And I actually felt like I could I could just yeah. move freely yeah. um, in, in church and in whatever it was I was doing and the yeah. spirit, like being led and like, it was, it's definitely a, a pillar in yeah. my life. And so um, sometimes, like I said, you look at other people and you're like, man, I wish I had that. But I realized like, I have those moments yeah, in my life. Definitely. I remember when I got baptized, I, in, in our church, we'll have this thing where you stand in the front, everybody comes and hugs you. Um, mm-hmm. And then like, mm. that's the end of the service. And I just remember crying, and I'm just like, right. I just I'm so I miss hugging people. And so, right. <laughs> COVID. Um, so it was just like one of those things where I was so happy that day, and I knew that I had made the right decision, yeah. Yeah. and I was just crying, and I was just so happy. And so, yeah. and that was like when I was like 13 or something like that. And so we have these pillars in our life, and I think yeah. that, I think the the um, overall statement is is that yeah, it comes with challenges growing up in church, but. We wouldn't change it no, for anything. And those those um, life changing moments, if you weren't in church, you know, what, like how does your life look differently? Yeah, if you're not right. there absolutely, at that point right, right, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, so wow, well, this was so really good. good. That, was, that was great. This was <laughs> really great. We we hit all the points. Yeah, we we were we were funny. <laughs> we were deep. <laughs> I don't want to brag about us, but well, we, we sound too like soon, we sound I mean, like very even keeled, well rounded adults. I know. It's time yeah. to shut off the podcast now. I think <laughs> we're done faking it. Yeah. I think I think we've reached the end of we've reached our of, peak. Yeah, That's, yeah. Let's yeah. let people think that this is how we are all the all time. Yes. yes. No well, thanks guys for listening to this um, thank you, Lincoln, episode, and thanks for being our first thank guest. You. Our first guest was a blast. Yeah, kudos, absolutely. So much kudos. fun. Thank you, thank we you. had fun. Thanks for hosting us in your apartment. Of course. And I'm gonna go eat. Yeah. Let's go eat. Got some, because got some options for us. As so. we must do after talking about God or going to church, you must eat after. It's a requirement. It's the godly thing and to do. It's in the Bible. Experiencing <laughs> the presence of God. And then eating, eating after. Until you're sick. Yes, okay. yeah. absolutely. Okay. Um, so thanks for joining us. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, or unsubscribe and resubscribe. Leave a review, whatever you'd like to do. Oh, that rhymed. Also, check out Cozy Corner, um, Lincoln's podcast, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.